Hello and welcome to another episode of The Stew with JT Brew here on the Dynasty Pros Football Channel. I'm your host, Justin Taylor. Today, we are discussing reactions from week five, what to expect going into week six, and some fancy strategies for the rest of the season, whether you got a builder, whether you're a contender, or whether you're just holding. we got some strategies for you. Stick with us. You're in the stew. Uh, you up on trades and wire moves, you ain't designed to lose Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points Makes the game a little more fun to watch, can drop release We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute Make evaluations like a commissioner do It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics To make it to our end zones through different groups Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups I introduce Hi, today we got my guy Mike Lindbergh from the Dynasty Pros football crew joining me today to talk a little NFL fantasy football. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, man, thanks for having me. It's always great collaborating with fellow Dynasty Pros content creators. I've been a fan of your show since joining Dynasty Pro crew back in August. I must say I was clearly missing out before. You do really good work, man. So congrats on the successes of the stew. I had this day circled on my calendar since we connected. So I'm really pumped to get going. So let's do it up, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, let's jump right into it. Week five NFL season in the books. Let's talk about some highlights, some lowlights, some things that kind of, you know, caught our eye here in this last week. Uh, the one we kind of brought up first off, Nathan Hackett, revenge game mm. against Sean Payton and the Broncos. What's going on with the Jets and the Broncos? Two teams kind of feel like they're going in opposite directions. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. You know, like people were thinking the Broncos might have had a shot in this one. Uh, they clamped down. They look bad. Nathaniel Hackett must have had that uh, date circled on his calendar, similar to have this one on mine, because uh, the the Broncos did not show up. Uh, they obviously uh, there's some there there's something going on there in Denver. So hopefully they can work through it, but it's not looking good right now. Sean Payton's uh, regime as uh, the Denver Broncos head coach is looking like a bad start. Yeah, they've had zero consistency of offense. <clears throat> People were talking about coming in this season like this Broncos defense uh, could be a legit defense, and they have just looked terrible. I mean, the whole year, absolutely awful. I don't know what's going on there. You look at the guys on the roster, and you're like, hey, you look at the names. The names on the back of the jersey look legit. They look like they should be good. But, man, this unit cannot play together. They have just looked awful all season. If anything, this year, it's kind of been an opposite of last year. Last year, the the offense was like ranked, what, 32nd in the league. They, they've done a bit better, but their defense this year has been their their big gaping hole. Like giving up 70 to Miami, I'm even, uh, I'm surprised that Vance Joseph wasn't fired after that one. Um, they're getting what they deserve now, I think, the Broncos, if they're keeping a coach like that around for for, for no reason. it's uh, it's It's pretty sad. Another game, uh, a game I went to, uh, was pumped to go see the Colts. JT in his return, signed with the Colts. Super excited about it. I'm a Colts season ticket holder, so I was pumped to see that he was going to stick around. I was just distraught that he was going to get traded. Came in, knew they were going to like ease him back, and they said that the whole time. But, man, we should have been thinking about Zach Moss. Zach Moss says, what? wait, 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 I haven't gone anywhere. Zach Moss comes out, has a huge game. This now looks like 
a potential legit duo of Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss going forward for the Colts. Yeah, that's that, that really surprises me. Zach Moss played, what, 80% of the snaps versus Taylor's 15. Mo, uh, Moss had a monster week in week five, rushing 163 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, this was a timely game for him too, right? I mean, he's now looks like he's carved out a bigger role now moving forward. Uh, I think the Colts can be a little bit more precautious with Taylor easing them back in. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's, this could be a two-headed monster moving forward. Uh you know, I'm very optimistic about the future with uh, with the Colts now. You know, after this year, you know, Moss isn't under contract, so it's all JT's backfield. But I, I think with the injury and uh, the, what happened in the preseason, they could ease him back, back in a bit further. But I, I could see him taking over that backfield by, you know, after their week 11 bye. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Moss is going to be completely out of it. JT will work his way back, but as we've seen this year with the injuries and everything else, you got to have a couple running backs. You got to have a couple quarterbacks. I mean, you've got to you got to be deep with the injuries that are piling up. Um, I I'm on records. I I was not ever a big Zach Moss guy when they actually traded Neon Hines for him. I was not happy about it. I liked Hines in this offense. Obviously, he's never been able to to get it going with the Bills. Offseason injuries out for the whole year. Moss has really looked solid getting all the work. I think that's made a big difference him uh in the second year here with the Colts. He got all the work in the in the preseason, the offseason with JT basically sitting out and recovering from injury. And uh it's shown he's looked really solid running the ball, moving forward. I mean, he was a never a guy that everybody really raved about his speed or anything like that, but he's been able to break some big runs for a guy who isn't uh, you know, doesn't have an extraordinary 40 time. Makes you really wonder what is actually going on in 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 the Buffalo Bills backfield. You know, like a guy like Zach Moss never got that opportunity. Now he's had his second chance, and you know whether either way, it's a great story for Zach Moss because next year he's going to go in and probably find a you know a decent contract with the team and uh, and fill in just like he's done this year. He might even get extended. You know, you, you never know with with that one two punch mm-hmm. moving forward. Uh, well, it kind of Bonnie. stick with the. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, jump in here on Devon A Chain. I mean, this has been yeah. just the surprise of all surprises. Well, we all wake up this morning and see a bunch of Schefter tweets, and we have A Chain dominant in week two. I mean, week five, right? Number two running back in PPR through five weeks, and he was like. He didn't even play really in week one at all. 460 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, 67 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Like, what a story, man. Just like, he he was banged up in preseason, so that size, you know, that's always going to be a, a factor with him, I think. You know, like the durability. Uh, but they were able to get him into space uh, really easily. And some of those runs, I saw a chart of what where, where he was running, and he wasn't even going up the middle. It was all around the sides, and uh, what an impressive week he had what an impressive run he has what what devastation it has been for the community today crazy yeah him being hurt is, is definitely a big blow for fantasy teams i've gone back and we re-watched a lot of those dolphins games um on nfl plus just to kind of see you know wh- what's going on here why is this offense so successful their offensive line is doing a fantastic job of stealing their blocks and creating lanes. So him, whether it's a chain or it's Mozart or whoever, 
they're letting those guys get outside, make one cut and, and use their speed to burst. And it's, it, it's so much different when you watch some of these other games, uh, as someone who watches a lot of Steelers, it, it's about night and day between how they're blocking and how Miami's blocking. All their guys are getting off their first line block, sealing them and getting to that second level, getting to the linebackers, getting to the ends, and then letting those guys use their athletic ability. So obviously a uh, chain's going to be a, a huge loss, huge loss for him. Hopefully he's back sooner than later. Um, hopefully Mozart, Jeff Wilson is another guy. A lot. I know I was a big Jeff Wilson guy coming in the year. I was grabbing him late in drafts everywhere I could. Hopefully he gets back soon and, and helps out over here with uh, Shane being out. But th- this Dolphins offense has been everything. I think the fancy community wanted. I mean, two was getting the ball out. Waddles looked good. Tyreek Hill is doing Tyreek Hill things, and now the running game is legit. I mean, this you hate to see injuries because man, this is a fun offense to watch. He'll be back, you know. Hopefully, he he does uh, not go on IR like some people are projecting him going. Uh, you know, they haven't put him on there yet, so there's optimism that it might be you know a two three game stint. But yeah, like Jeff Wilson coming off IR too. Uh, his his window is opening up right away, so they could uh, they they can activate him any day now. So that's a huge thing. Um, he came in last year and was the the lead back uh, when Monster was in the lineup. So who knows? Uh, Raheem Mostert's had a really hot start too. I think he's what sitting at RB three for the year right now, which is uh, mm-hmm. a huge thing. So like that 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 touchdown upside, he's he's a smash play moving forward. Jeff Wilson coming in, I think he'll be a smash play. And you gotta you gotta keep Savon Ahmed and uh, and Brooks in your in the back of your mind too. Chris Brooks could could come in as well as a young guy with that same kind of profile as a chain. Who knows? It's exciting to watch. Yeah, anyway. heading out the other coast. Yeah, exactly. Heading out the other coast, L.A. Puka Nakua has been the story. Cooper Cup coming back. The, the word was everybody was nervous. How does this affect Cooper? Can Puka still put up all these uh, yards? Can they get all these targets with Cooper Cup coming back? And it took one game to show that absolutely both those guys can dominate together. Puka, 7 for 71 in a touchdown on 11 targets. Cooper Cup, 8 for 118 on 12 targets. Buying Matt Stafford everywhere I can buy right now is that this pass offense looks legit. Cooper Cup just coming back, and now he's got some guys that have are showing that they can do some stuff. And you can't just watch Cooper anymore. You got to be on Puka. You got to be on Tutu Atwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this offense, even Higby, who didn't get a lot of looks this last game, has been really solid. So this Rams offense way better than I think we thought it would be coming into the season. Absolutely. And, you know, like what 62% target share between Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua in that game. I mean, lots of targets to go around. And, you know what, Tutu Atwell still played his regular like 80, 80% plus snaps, which, you know, some of us were worried about him fading off in a little bit. But, you know, he can open up the field. Uh, he was shown, you know, he can, he can even score on those uh, on the in, in the red zone, too. So loving, loving the Rams and what they're doing. And, uh, you know, we just got word today that Van Jefferson has been shipped off to Atlanta. Um, for like a sixth or seventh rounder or something like that. So, you know, a fresh start for him um, might be a great compliment to Drake London, a wide receiver too that, you know, uh, Atlanta has been looking for as well. So, you know, not huge news, but a, a fresh start in a, for a guy that probably needs it. Yeah, I mean, Mac Hollins, uh, he plays hard. You got to appreciate who he is and what he is as a player. But if Mac Hollins is your number two, 
that's just a tough, tough look. So Van Jefferson going to Atlanta, I think is a good shot for him. Get a chance to kind of maybe revitalize his career. Like I said, I still think Matt Collins plays. He's not been much of a fantasy asset whatsoever as, you know, Atlanta not throwing the football. But I do like that move, moving Van Jefferson out there to Atlanta. Me too. Looks good for him. And now, I guess, what, Jamar Chase is always up and open? Like, I mean. (laughs) No joke. Did we learn something as a fantasy community this week? Where, you know, everybody gets down on guys. We get a little iffy. We think a little too much. Everyone that sat Joe Burrow goes, what was I doing? What was I doing? Play your studs. Play your studs. I know he's been struggling. But, man, he showed everybody this week. He he still is Joe Burrow thrown to a wide-open Jamar Chase at all times, right? Crazy. 19 targets for Chase in this one. I mean... He was alter targeted and and obviously for good reason. Burrow threw, you know, his best game, 317 yards, three touchdowns. You know, he still looked immobile, but he's definitely on the cusp now. And the and the Bengals are now positioning themselves back inside that race uh, because they didn't look very good headed into this game. But, you know, with the Steelers win and the, the Ravens losing that, that, uh, you know, and the, and the Browns going on a bye, that why that division is wide open now. And, you know, uh, a healthy Joe, like a more healthy Joe Burrow and a Jamar Chase hitting on all cylinders. Watch out that that division is up for grabs again. Yeah, actually, I was going to uh, talk about that a little later, but let's just jump into it now. The Steelers, unbelievable yeah. win against the Ravens. I mean, it's classic Steelers where they go just absolutely get manhandled in Houston and then come home and, and, and play lights out and end up beating the Ravens in what is always a drag out, you know, this fight of, of a game between those two. They're somehow able to pull that game out. But they're in first place in the AFC North. I don't think many people saw them at three and two. I uh, preseason said I thought this division was one of the toughest divisions in football. I thought whoever got out of this was going to probably win the division with 10 games, maybe 11 max, just because of the tough schedule. And the back and forth, nobody in this division is just going to dominate. It's it's going to be a lot of split home and home, uh, home and aways with guys. So the Steelers, I mean, Kenny Pickett, it was ugly, but the defense showed up once again. And, and Pickens, who, you know, in the dynasty community, he's one of those guys, people love him or hate him. But mm-hmm. a big uh, love for him in this game is he looked fantastic once again. Yeah, I think that was a slight jab at me there. Uh, uh, I, I'm a Pickens. I was not a Pickens truther, and I, I went on record going against him, but he's coming around on me. I, I said a couple things needed to happen for him to emerge, and him emerging past Deontay Johnson was the one thing uh, that, that was the, the big factor for me. And unfortunately, Deontay got injured, uh, but it actually mm-hmm. opened up a huge a huge opportunity for Pickens, and he seized it. So good on him for doing that. He looks like the alpha. He looks legit. Um, that's the only bright spot about that offense, in my opinion. Najee's looked really bad. Jalen Warren, Warren's outproduced him. Um, but yes, the Steelers, wow. Do they ever play well uh, at home? And uh, no, they <laughs> like, like, do they ever? You know, you, you, you can't count them out at home, especially in that division rival. So good on them. They've opened themselves up. They position themselves up. Uh, but the only thing about that is it almost guarantee Matt Canada's job for another season, which is to me a really bad thing for our Pickens shares and our Deontay Johnson Absolutely. shares. Because I think, you know, uh, he, he's holding them back. Uh, he must have something on Tomlin. 
or, or, or somebody in the upper office because the fact that he's still employed is beyond me. But, you know, Steelers are winning games. Uh, they're getting them out and uh, good on them. So good for the Steelers. Yeah, I, I think if it was any other organization, I think Cannon would be gone. I think only because Tomlin's been there as long as he has. He was his pick. They kind of let yeah. Tomlin you know, run the show there. If there's anywhere else, I think Canada is gone. I mean, you can't have a team that their offense has performed this bad with this much talent over the last couple of seasons and just keep making excuses. So I know I, I love the win. I never want to root against the Steelers, especially against the Ravens. But getting the win, you're right. Maybe it did end up hurting them in the long run as that keeps Canada around and continues to hold back all these really good fantasy players that should be legit on your team. And if you're like me and you have a ton of these guys on your teams, which I do, I have a ton of Pickens, ton of Johnson, ton of uh, Friar Muth, ton of Warren, ton of of Najee Pickett. I have everybody. And it's just like every week you play them and you're like, can I maybe get double digits this week? Which is sad. You're like just hoping for double digits as I've had so many five and six points games out of Najee this year. It's just been brutal. Uh, so like you said, nice win, good hard fought, but maybe it hurts them in the long run, keeping Canada and keeping some of these guys down. I, I was hoping that that old line would come around a bit quicker. You know, they're, they're just mm-hmm. not, you know, they, they brought in those guys. They, they, they had that big draft capital, you know, their first rounder, and then they brought in a new center and, you know, I just thought, I thought they would gel a bit quicker. So, you know, it might take some more time, but you know, they're, they're three and two and uh, there's still time, you know, they have a buy coming up this week. So maybe we get some news on Deontay Johnson, potentially coming back. Um, haven't heard much from him yet. So uh, hopefully he can come back and, and continue that. So yeah, the, the Steelers, yeah, that's a shock heading into this season for sure. Well, yeah, Fields coming off the and- bye week, if they get Deontay yeah. back, the, the thing is, oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, people got to look at They've got a pretty easy schedule coming up. They're at the Rams. Then they have three straight home games against the Jags, the Titans, and the Packers. They could legit easily win three out of those four, and that gets them to six and three. And in a really nice spot entering the harder part of their schedule. So, I mean, this team, I don't think is going anywhere. Now, can they lose against anyone? A hundred percent. Can they beat just about anybody? I think they can. It's it's just that you never know what team's going to show up in Pittsburgh. And the cold weather is about to come down too. And that only is, you know, that plays a really big factor in, in Pittsburgh as well. So uh, the fact that they're three and two now and got their cushy part of their schedule after a bye with some healing happening, you know, Friar Muth needs that healing. Deontay Johnson needs that healing. So like they're positioning themselves to, to be what people thought they were going to be headed into this season. So yeah, let's, let's keep it going. Speaking of some players that were left for dead a couple of weeks ago, Justin Fields and DJ Moore, the combo of all combos the last two weeks, these guys have absolutely lit it up after everyone was talking about is do the Bears need to tank for Caleb Williams? They got to get rid of Justin Fields. And just when everyone is just leaving them for dead, Justin Fields comes out back to back four touchdown games. I, it's it's incredible because like he wasn't even even throwing one touchdown games before this week, right? It's just incredible the 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 change. You know, he's not even getting that fantasy production with his legs either. So just wait and see. You know, like good opportunity there. DJ Moore, you know, is the 
number one target, the alpha there. What a what a resurgent that has been in the last two games for him. And uh, sky's the limit now with those two. They got a, a, a juicy matchup this week against the Vikings at home. So I'm looking for them to explode again. Uh, that's going to be another exciting game, um, you know, with the Jefferson injury too. Another tough one. Let's get on to that one maybe. That's a huge Yeah, injury. I was going to say, let's let's talk about some of these injuries. Justin Jefferson coming out that he's probably going on IR. Anthony Richardson for the Colts going on IR. James Conner hurt. We're not sure how long for him for the uh, the Cardinals. He's been really solid. Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones all of a sudden didn't play on Monday night. That got me in a league where we're not able to pick up guys the, the day of, and it came out he wasn't going to play. I got stuck with him in my lineup. The injuries are starting to really pile up here for a lot of people. And as these bye weeks hit, it's getting really long in the tooth. You're trying to figure out how to fill some lineups. Well, and the, and, and the worst part about it is, is a lot of these inactives are coming so far into the weekend that you can't even adjust. Like the, 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 the Jameer Gibbs came up on like Saturday, I think it was. And then Aaron Jones was like an hour before the game started. I got that a notification. So you're in the, the, the league isn't putting us in a good position either with with what with how these injuries are, are coming up and and you know late tweaks are not not a great situation the the jefferson one though is huge here like uh there is word he is he he was placed on ir this morning so he's going to be out at least four games um you know so what's happening in minneapolis what's going to happen there i was at that game this weekend and uh clearly they needed him in that fourth quarter they, they, they were in that game uh the whole way uh you know some questionable calls uh and jefferson leaving made the minnesota vikings you know not in the position to win that game but they 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 had that opportunity and now they're in a position where they're one in four there's a lot of uh chatter going on that they may be in the running for one of these top quarterbacks in the draft um tanking is on the uh, it, it has been you know thrown out there what are your thoughts on that what do you think the vikings are doing what's what's in that yeah, I, it, it's tough because they thought they were going to compete this year, but that defense is pretty terrible. And outside of Justin Jefferson, I, I like Jordan Addison a lot, but you know, Kirk Cousins is not a young man. Uh, I, I, they, their window might be passed. Actually, here you can help me out here, Mike. We got a couple of viewer questions jumping in. Let's get in here and answer some of these for some guys real quick. Yeah. So we got Wizzy Jefferson says, I have a lave Adams at wide receiver, but consistency has been there for my third wide receiver. Hasn't been there for my third wide receiver. I'd like to target CD, maybe throw out D hop for him. Obviously can't do one for one with him. Any tips on a trade? So looking for a third wide receiver always already has Alave and Adams, which is a nice start. Getting CD is going to be really tough. Uh, big question is, is this a redraft league or a dynasty league and redraft? You might be able to get CD right now just because, you know, people are down on the Cowboys a little bit. Uh, maybe you could throw in D hop. And if, if a, a team is kind of hurting at running back, you might be able to throw in another running back in that trade there dynasty. You're going to have to give up quite a bit guessing that he's saying D hop. This is probably more of a redraft question, um, but I definitely could see uh, D hop really solid the other night. And again, in redraft, you don't have to worry about a, you know, CD's future. You know, if D hops better than him for this year, you're golden. You're just trying to win this year. Um, so I could see that, uh, you know, depends on how big of a fan is this. Is it a Cowboys fan that has CD that's just not going to give them up? Or maybe you got somebody who's just kind of fed up with the Cowboys. Maybe you can uh, dump in D hop and somebody else in there. Um, you know, here's a good spot. Like if you, 
if you have like a Jordan Addison or something like that, you could probably pair them up with Jefferson coming out. Here's another guy I would look at. Maybe go look at Jordan Addison. Maybe you can acquire Jordan Addison in a redraft for fairly uh, a decent amount, not too expensive uh, to kind of be your third wide receiver. I mean, D-Hop's not terrible in that third flex spot right now, um, but just kind of a little bit depend on who you have there and, and what the owner of CD has. Uh, Mike, what do you think about this? Any good suggestions? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, CD might be a tough snag, especially in Dynasty. And like you said, but in redraft, that might be a doable thing. Uh, people are down on him. I think that, you know, I, I'm I'm still a, a big CD Lamb supporter. I think he still is the guy. Uh, if you look at his target share, it's just it's the game scripts that have been uh, disadvantaged to him. You know, the last game against the 49ers, well, we get, we got to throw that one out. The 49ers completely dis- dismembled them. But uh, I, I, I do think that CeeDee Lamb has got his brighter days are ahead of him. Um, and if you can snag him for a D-hop and a little bit more in the future, like, absolutely, I would do that for sure. But uh, Addison, another great one. Yeah, JT, you, you nailed that one. That He's he's in a really good position right now. Um, he he was emerging past KJ Osborne in the latter half of that game. Uh, and it, it watching him uh so a lot of opportunity there especially with jefferson out uh try and get addison too uh we got ricky aa on here say mpls born and raised here nice thanks for joining us he uh he throws out there a little cream hunt or roshan johnson uh if it's dynasty roshan easily in redrafts i'm probably roshan as well i think he's going to continue uh to get more looks in that bears backfield if he wouldn't have got a concussion on thursday night i think he would have had a big big game um once herbert got hurt in that one especially with foreman not dressed uh for the bears in that one what do you think yeah, absolutely. Uh, Roshan is the call there uh, with Khalil Herbert going down too. He's going to be out for two to three weeks as well, from what I hear. And uh, Roshan was coming on. He was more, uh, he, he was, he was definitely better with his opportunities. Um, and he's that rookie that has got a lot of run. So let's get him in our lineups. Definitely over cream. Hunt yeah, for Rick- sure. Yeah, exactly. Ricky's got a couple more questions and comments here on the Vikings. It says, even with Kirk at his best, it's not enough for the Vikings to win. Time to trade up for a QB in the 2024 draft. I got to agree with you there. I mean, Kirk's done everything he can there. I just don't think that team has enough to get it done. Jefferson and Kirk are really good. The running game's not great. The defense is bad. The defense is bad. I just don't think they can get it done. Even with a guy like JJ, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, he also, his next comment said, Jordan Anderson is about to get more volume. He's going to be well worth it. Dust off McDuffie and his TD receptions. <laughs> I love Addison. I'm definitely a guy. I'm out there. I loved him preseason in redraft. I saw a stat today on the X. He was available in a, a really surprisingly amount of leagues. I was actually shocked at how many percentage of leagues he was still out there, especially in redraft. Obviously, in dynasty, he's not going to be out there. Somebody draft him in the first round, uh, but redraft, he's a great pickup. I, I'm moving him up in my rankings, and it bestly uh, definitely leagues where I was starting him as a flex. Now he's in my top two or three wide receivers uh, every week going forward. Is they're going to have to throw the football just because JJ's gone doesn't mean this team can all of a sudden start running the ball and slow it down. They've got to put the ball in the air. I love Jordan Addison. Another guy that uh, you just remind me of, another guy that would be probably worth pick up and that could be in that you know wide receiver three flex range is Josh Downs. Uh, I'm really high on him now with Minshew coming back in. Love it. Uh, seeing massive target share over the past two weeks. Uh, 25, well, 
massive target share when Minshew is throwing them the ball. Uh, week three, I think it was 25%. Uh, last week, uh, 28%. And Minshew came in the game at the halftime. So uh, look for Josh Downs to be the go-to guy there. Um, I could see him gaining, you know, 10-plus receptions. I mean, well, targets a game moving forward. And he's clearly uh, Minshew's go-to guy. Yeah, I love that Josh Downs call. 100% agree with you on that. He says, uh, Luke says, R. Johnson, I'm guessing he's saying Rojan or uh, Amaro de Mercado, uh, redraft league, Cardinals. I know Dirt Mercado's the guy, next guy technically up for the Cardinals. I like James Conner a lot. I'm not so sure that all of a sudden he's a guy that gets a bunch of points. If you're desperate for running back, I can see picking him up off the waivers because you just need to fill in some of these bye weeks and injury weeks. But if you're not, he's not a guy I'm out there actively trying to pick up unless I'm just I'm just desperate for an RB to fill in. I, I'm I'm Roshan over him all day. Yeah, me too, Ed. Uh, he uh, Dermacado yeah. might be uh, like a one week kind of fill in type scenario because County Ingram is on his way back too, like he didn't play the last game because he was injured. So he would have been in that position uh, as well. So uh, moving forward, even if Connor does miss an extended period of time, I would look for a committee back there uh, between Ingram and Dermacado. Um, I, I can't, I can't expect much either way. Yeah, he says he just uh, rookie jumped back in here and says I have Miles Sanders uh, tier. So if if Miles Sanders is your number one, yeah, you probably need to go out and get maybe both those guys uh, if you're hurting that bad. He also says he's uh, he's got Bijan, which is a lock. Okay. So that's nice. So you're basically getting those guys to back up as your RB two. So I like Roshan first. I don't mind the pickup of, of D Mercado if you need something there. Uh, we got another question here from uh, Wizzy Jefferson coming back in uh, answering some of those things we said. He says he's a one and four team actually has CD and Jordan Addison. I'm three and two. I have Fields, Adams, Alave, D Hop, C Mac, Shane, T uh, Hawkinson, Madison, Tank Dell, Jalen Warren, Zay Flowers, and Gabe wow. Davis. All redraft, which makes sense. Uh, redraft here. I I would ask for CD if you can see if you can maybe push uh, maybe push him like D Hop and Madison. Or, or something like that for CD. I can see that. And then if he doesn't, he doesn't budge on, on CD, I could see pushing for Jordan Addison after that. Like go, go back as a counter with Addison. Cause then it looks like you're, Hey, you're still willing to make moves. You're still willing to trade, but you're not stuck on just doing CD. I like the idea of going back and then I'll offer in uh, Addison. If he comes back on CD, see what he kind of asked for on there. Um, I think Zay Fire is going to go up. I'm not, I don't terribly hate if you lose Madison because you have Jalen Warren, who I think is playable in, in redraft leagues. Um, and, and Gabe Davis, you know, he's super hit and miss. Maybe's the time to sell right now. He just had that really nice game for the Bills. Maybe you could see if you could give Gabe Davis up for Jordan Addison or Gabe Davis and something else for Jordan Addison. I would, I would be up on that. I just think Jordan Addison is going to be more consistent than Gabe Davis. My personal opinion down the stretch, Gabe is so hit and miss, and I just think Addison's going to get a ton of volume without Jefferson there. What do you think? Agreed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I actually love the the D Hop and Madison. You know, first punch, try and get him. Uh, you know, lock up that deal for CD Lamb if you can. You know, some a lot of people are so high on Madison. You know, seeing him firsthand, I saw Acres. You know, emerge in the second half there, getting more run. Um, it's only a matter of time before that's 
an even split, if anything. So, you know, Madison, you know, get him while you're, you know, sell them all high a little bit here. You got D hop. If you can manage that, then do that. And then your second choice would be like, yeah, that Gabe Davis for Jordan Addison type scenario. Love it. You're going to have more consistency at a Jordan Addison. Um, Gabe Davis is a good, you know, uh, best ball kind of throw, right. You mm-hmm. know, like when, when yep. he, he goes off, you know, he, he's a good player to be in your flex because of that ups, upside. But if you're looking to contend, you have a lave, you got Adams, let's get that, that, that high floor guy in Addison, who's going to, you know, now earn, you know, 10 to 13 targets a game with Jefferson gone. I love that call a lot. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Ricky says, thanks, guys, for the info. Absolutely. Ricky, thanks for jumping on, asking questions. Wizzy Jefferson, also appreciate it, man. Thanks for jumping on here and asking us questions. Feel free uh, to jump on on the YouTube stream and ask us questions here throughout the show. Uh, Mike, let's jump on to a a couple teams that we want to talk about that are like some good surprises, some bad surprises that we've kind of been talking about today. The New England Patriots. What has happened to the Pats? Wow, what a fall from grace. Suffering the two worst losses in Belichick's career. Losing by 35 against the Cowboys in week four and by 34 to the Saints in week five. The worst part of for us fantasy managers is the Patriots only scored three points total in those two weeks. But like, what do we do with a player like Ramondre Stevenson? He's looked awful. Is there any glimmer of hope for any Patriot offensive player moving forward? What do you think? For me, I'm the same way. I just it, I play the Patriots defense in a ton of like redraft leagues or, or like some dynasty leagues where we actually have a team defense. I thought, you know, the offense is going to be down. They've got some injuries. This defense is going to kind of jump in here and like at least keep this game close. Maybe they lose the Saints, but maybe it's like 14-10. It's a close game. They just got worked. They got worked on defense. They got worked on offense. Uh, it was just ugly. I, and with the injuries now to Gonzalez, the injury to Judon, man, this Patriots team, all of a sudden with that tough, tough AFC East, this team's this team has tank potential written all over it. I don't know if they'll try to do that or what's going on there, but man, I if you're a Patriots fan, I'm worried. You know, you can see some bad games, but this this has me worried about how bad this team could actually be. Whether we want to admit it or not, this team is tanking whether they want to admit it or not because they're just that bad. Like, I've never seen a Bill Belichick team look that pathetic before. Um, wow. What a fall from grace. You know, uh, my, my my old man's a huge Patriots fan, and it's, it's heartbreaking watching them watch these games nowadays when there was such a glory day. Can't feel too bad, though, you know. He was, he I, they, was, he was they had pretty... their time. I bet <laughs> my, my best friend, Brandon is a, a Patriots fan too. We've been to a million Colts, Patriots, Colts, Steelers game together. And he always talks trash. So he's pretty quiet these days. Uh, Wizzy Jefferson said, I played the Pats defense and he had the saints defense. I feel you on that. I played the Patriots defense over the Steelers defense in about four leagues. And they scored me either zero negative or like under five points where the Steelers were consistently scoring between 15 and 20. It cost me a couple of weeks. Uh, it, it was bad. I, I, I feel your pain, uh, Wizzy Jefferson on that one. That was tough. Uh, Wizzy also said, thanks for the recommendations guys. Always tough to take in a lot of info that quickly. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We want to try to give you guys the, you know, the, the best info we can, but it's starting to become a, I mean, I'm a big Juju guy. I've always liked Juju since he was on the Steelers. Mm. 
I've got him a ton of rosters and he is just sitting on my bench and I don't even look his way anymore. I don't even think about putting him in or playing him. Literally Stevenson, I've given a couple shots to in a few leagues. And then Hunter Henry is about the only other guy I'm playing at all. He get gave me a big fat zero last week. He's either been good or nothing. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to look at any of these Patriots players and say, do I play him this week? It's, it's real. There's definitely, you can talk yourself into some other guys that you can't. I mean, I guarantee at the beginning of the year, you said, if I put this guy up against this Patriots player, I'm definitely playing the Patriots player. Like no doubt. Mm -hmm. And now you're starting to question that. And you know what? Mac Jones didn't look bad in week one. So what, what, what has happened to that Patriots team? So there is something going on there. They're, they're disconnected. The injuries hasn't helped either, but yeah, let's. I'm not going to start a Patriots player until I see it on the field first, because there's a lot of a lot of variables there for sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, Hunter Henry is about the only guy I've been playing in some leagues where I don't have a lot of tight ends, but even he's on the list for me. Of if I got somebody else to play, I'm probably going to play him. Going back to this Colts game coming up, they're at Jacksonville. I talked about a lot in the offseason. Minshew mania, Garner Minshew. I said before the season ended last year, that the Colts need to go out and sign this guy. He just feels like a Colts player. Any fans are going to just love this guy. I thought with strike and sign there, I said, this is a perfect guy to sign. He knows the offense. You know, if something happens, uh, and this is before they even got AR, I was like, if anything happens, this guy at least knows the playbook, knows how to run what they want to run. I thought it was a great signing, and now you're seeing why. Is Gardner the man? Is he... Superman going to win you a bunch of games? No. But is he going to give you a shot? Absolutely. He's going to keep you in games. And now he has a shot to go to Jacksonville, which has been the kryptonite of the Colts Mm. the last couple of years. I think, what is it? They've lost eight straight times in Jacksonville. They cannot win there. Mm. Eight straight. He XQB of the Jags. If anybody's going to break the streak, it's got to be Garner. It doesn't it. I hope so. They they look better when Garner is in the in the lineup. Anyhow, they've uh, you know they I think they had that uh, overtime win against was it the Saints? Uh, yeah, that uh, was a great uh, the game. Ravens they beat they, they beat the Ravens, Ravens was huge. yeah is in a, yeah that was a huge game and uh, he came in cold right so like Garner Minshew is uh, probably the best backup or one of the best backups in the league. He can win you games and in that division that's wide open. You know the Colts are right in there. I. I love it. I I want to see them do well. I mentioned earlier about Josh Downs. I still think I'm really high on him now. Uh, with Jonathan Taylor coming back, Zach Moss playing well, they have a really good shot at uh, at, at beating Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville is uh, coming off a, a really big win in in uh, against the Bills, but they're also traveling across a continent that they've been in for two weeks. So there's going to be some jet lag there. I'm assuming uh, they are home, but you know. Colts have played well and they're a tough team to beat. So I, I, I think that's going to be a close game and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, that, I, that, I do that too. I the mean, gig- the, the Jag- Yeah. The Go Colts ahead. had the Jags down 14. Yeah. Yeah. Colts had the Jags down 14 in the season opener. I mean, they had that game. I, if, the, if the Colts could have ran the ball, that was the Deion Jackson game where Deion Jackson, I think, carried the ball like 15 times for 16 yards. And then they finally said, oh, we got to get Moss in here. We got to cut this guy. If they could have ran the ball at all, like they have the last couple of weeks in that opener, they win that game. 
They just could not run the clock at all because they had no running game whatsoever. They were up in that game. They should have won that game. I I think Minshew keeps them in it here. I, I actually do. I said at the beginning of the year, I was people thought I was crazy. I said this team can win 10 games. I said, do I think they're a legit 10-win team? No. But I said the schedule sets up where this team can win 10 games. And I think with Minshew in it, I don't think they're, like you said, I don't think they're that much worse off than AR. I think AR is the future. I love AR. But I think Minshew at this point can keep them in games. If the defense can can keep playing as well as they've been playing, I think they're in it. So I, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for Minshew mania. Let's, uh, let's see where it takes us. And to add to that too, like, yes, the Jags looked good last week, but you got to consider a couple of things here. The Bills were completely decimated on defense. Uh, uh, like they, they, they were done, like, especially traveling as well. Like they lost a couple of key guys early in that match. Uh, you know, they were tired, you know, they, they, when has the Jags ran the ball like that so effectively? in the past. It, it, it doesn't happen all that much. You know, their O-line isn't great. Uh, they were able to create some holes for Etienne up the middle, which isn't normal. You know, Etienne's lo- all, all his big runs are all, along the sidelines and stuff. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not convinced. I know it was the Bills. They are great defense, but there was a lot of variable factors there. And if we look past that, you know, the Jags have only looked good in game one, really, against the Colts there, right? That was the only real game that they looked dynamite in other than this week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a a closer game than people think. And I I think the Colts have a really good shot and I'm hoping to see it. We got another uh, viewer comment here. Let's pull this up and get a little action here. So Z Smitty says he loves Walker mixing JT uh, chain, uh, Montgomery Stroud, Jettas, and, Alave, Waddle, Puka, Kittle, Ertz, Deontay Johnson. He asked, do I trade Puka, Montgomery, and Mixon for CD and Bijan? So I'm guessing this is, I'm hoping this is Dynasty. I'm guessing this is a Dynasty question. Um, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's redraft, uh, it depends. I could see taking CD and Bijan in redraft there. Uh, Dynasty. I'm will if it's dynasty, I'm totally willing to trade Puka Montgomery and Mixon for CD and Bijan. If you can get that deal done, smash it. I'm taking it uh, for sure. Yeah, me too. Definitely in a dynasty league, that is a no brainer. Um, in a in a redraft, I'd be thinking a little bit harder. Uh, Gibbs is going down now. It looks like he's going to miss it in. It, until at least week seven, it looks like. So Montgomery's already been a smash play. That's only going to open up more. Uh, Puka obviously has been able to command that that target share, even with Cup in the lineup. And I see brighter things in Mixon's future right now, too, with the Bengals looking good. Uh, he he would have scored last week. He had a couple mishaps on the goal line there, which is not normal for him. So I, I see a, I see Mixon coming back. So if this is a redraft one, that's a tight, that's a tough call for, for me, because there's a lot of uh, assets in that, in those three players uh, that could really help, especially with these buys and all the injuries that are happening, you know, that extra player, that extra running back, like those are two real solid running backs at this stage of the game that you're getting. Um, and CD hasn't been great. I'm optimistic about his, uh, his his later half of the season, but all three of those guys that you're getting in a redraft would be, uh, that's a tough one. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's got some uh, he's got some people there. He's got Walker, Mixon, JT. Obviously, if JT yeah. comes back and starts getting a, a share, he's looking better there. Shane out a couple weeks, so that one hurts him. Um, yeah. I like Monty. Obviously, Monty's been phenomenal. Uh, Lave Waddle, your top dogs, Puka just puts you over, you know, over the top. Um, CD Puka, there, I can see that. Mm. Um, this one might be more, uh, might be a preference thing. If you kind of feel yeah. like CD and Bijan are gonna are gonna continue to to rise, and you don't feel as good about Puka, Mani, and Mixon, I can see that. But at this point in the year, if it's redraft for me, and it's pretty close, I'm almost holding on to the depth. Just because these bye weeks are going to get brutal uh, through these, and with some of these injuries, I almost want more guys to make sure I'm not having to turn around and I make this trade, and then I turn around and have to go get you know a long, long shot running back off off the uh, the the waiver wire because all of a sudden Walker's on by, Shane's still mm-hmm. out, JT's still not getting a full amount of carries, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting here, I'm going. Well, I'm pretty much playing Bijan and Walker, and I gotta hope neither one gets hurt or nobody's on a bye if I make this trade. So that's the only thing that would hold me back uh, uh, slightly on this trade. Uh, what yeah, a no shitty mo- so, Hold on. Oh. I got to say, that's a crappy morning to wake up to here with uh, HN and Justin Jefferson uh, going on IR this morning. That's, that's a stacked team. I can't even believe that team was even drafted. I know that that's the only reason I say that I'm worried about slightly making that trade because I'm like, Oh, with the injuries and the way things happen, I love this. I love what you've built here. But I'm like, man, with some of these injuries, I hate to give up a three for two, even if I do love Bijan and CD. I almost hate doing it just because the injuries and stuff are, are, are kind of building. Absolutely. Uh, we got another one here. Let's take another one. Uh, we've got Julio Villa says, I got Fields, Bijan, Pollard, Alave, Deontay on IR. Ouch. Uh, Zay Jones, Jameson, uh, Jameson Williams, Marvin Mims, uh, Connor just got hurt. I'm hurting for running back. Obviously, here in the bye weeks, uh, gonna hit me hard. Uh, he's asking the next one says, Should I trade Pollard, Alave, Tajay Spears, Reed for Mozart, Ayuk, Nico Collins, and Kirk? Oh, we getting some big trades. These guys doing like eight, eight person trades. So he's asking, Do I trade Pollard, Alave, Spears, and Jaden Reed for Mozart? Ayuk, Nico, and Christian Kirk. Hmm. That's a pretty interesting one. I, I, I like the Ayuk and Kirk in there. Nico's look good. Mozart with a, a chain out is going to mm-hmm. be uh, be better, but you're giving up Pollard there. I do like Tajay. Reed and Alave I like. Probably Ayuk, Kirk, Collins beat them out, but is it enough for you? to take Mozart over Pollard and Spears. What do you think? This is a full redraft, uh, full redraft PPR. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's, 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 uh, it's tough to wrap your head around all four of those, you know, four guys in each trade there. Um, I love Nico. I love Ayuk. I love Kirk. Those, they're all very, uh, you know, high floor guys right now. Um, Mostert is, you know, the RB three right now in fantasy football, which could continue. Uh, He has an injury bug. Um, that's a tough one. That really is tough. I am leaning. I am leaning he towards. Says later here, he says his team's real bad. He's trying to mix it up. Just to give you a little hint of what he's saying. He says his team's terrible, and I'm trying to do something here. So that give you a little more context. Yeah, I like I, I like Ayuk. I'm going to go with that side just based off 
you want to switch it up, then do it. Like, a, like that's not a lopsided trade in any way. Pollard hasn't lived up to the expectation yet. Uh, Olave yeah. is still struggling. Um, I love Spears, and I think he's going to emerge in the second half. Uh, Jaden Reed, you know, he's going to have his... Like, I mean, if you watched the game last night, the Packers did not look good whatsoever. So I like that, the latter side there, the Mostert, IU, Collins, and Kirk. But I, I, I could be on the uh, on the minority there. I actually, I, I think I gotta agree with you. If you're just, if you're like, hey, my team's bad, I gotta mix it up. I gotta do something. Mozart, I, you, Nico, and Kirk, I like it. I think you could, you could make a move and come back. And actually, this is a fantastic question leading into our last segment of the night. What we were gonna talk about is we're six weeks in, oh, well, you know, about a third of the year in. What are our strategies down the stretch here? So this is a perfect example. Somebody whose team is not good. It's redraft. They're trying to figure out where do I go from here? You know, usually we consider you're either a contender, you're a rebuilder, or what I like to call a hold, a team that's a hold. So a team that's a hold for me is a team that maybe is in dynasty. I'm young. Maybe my record is bad, but I like my assets, and I think I'm going to get some high draft picks, and I think I can turn it around quickly with a good team. So for me, that's what I consider kind of a whole team. Technically, it's probably a rebuild team, but I feel like rebuild is like I got to tear it down to rebuild. I feel like my whole team's like I'm already in the middle of that rebuild, and I feel good about where I'm at. So a little bit going along with these strategies here, kind of kind of what are you talking about? What are some of the teams you have, and your what are some of the strategies you're implementing uh, here now that we're six weeks into the season? Well, exactly that. You got to really determine whether or not, you know, this is a great time of year to figure that out. You know, we're about five games in, you know, just past a quarter of the way through the season. Now it's time to evaluate your team, uh, especially in Dynasty, because you want to be the first on the gun, in my opinion. You know, you want to be the first one to make a move, whether you are selling or buying or holding that player, because uh, chances are, if you're the first one in the market, you're probably going to get the best deal. You're setting the market. You're setting the tone of the market. So you're setting the price for your guys. So if I'm a if I'm a buyer and I see my team a four and one, a five and zero oh type scenario right now, I'm considered a contender at that stage. Uh, you you might be able to throw in the odd three and two team there that you know had a bad bounce here and there. You know had an injury guy that's come back now. Um, those are contending teams too, uh, but. We're really looking at the big powerhouses right now, the five and O teams, the four and one teams that uh, need to make a move to, you know, further cement themselves and put pressure on the rest of the league. So if you're five and O right now, make a move now. Let's let's separate yourself from the four and ones and, uh, you know, buy that, you know, maybe that aging asset that uh, that, you know, like a like a Mike Evans like a Keenan Allen, you might be able to get them on the cheap in a, in a dynasty league where you give up like I wouldn't say a cheap, but like. Maybe a Garrett Wilson right now for a Keenan Allen if you're in a if you're in a contending situation where a guy like Keenan Allen will put you over the top, knowing that you're going to give up an asset in Garrett Wilson, but he may be a year or two away still from you know emerging into that top dynasty asset realm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like that move. I, I, I'm kind of the, the same way. I've got a couple teams that I just are not getting it done. I'm going to have to break them down. 
I've got Mike Evans in some spots, and he's a mm-hmm. guy I'm probably looking at. If I'm in that spot, I'm trying to trade him. I tried to trade him before the season, and people weren't really biting. But now that we're seeing these injuries, and now that people are trying to figure out, oh, I'm in it or I'm not in it, now's maybe the time I need to go out and start looking to resell him. He's also a guy I'd be buying on the other side of that. If I'm contending and I'm like, oh, I really could use another good flex play, another strong wide receiver, he's a guy I'd be buying because, again, He's older, but he's not the end of his career. You know, everybody was worried about how he would look with Baker. He's actually looked pretty solid. So now is probably a really good sell time on someone like him. I'm I'm a buyer on Keenan Allen. If you can get somebody uh, to get rid of him because he's been hurt so much, he's looked phenomenal this year so far, and I have him everywhere I can that I have Herbert because I love that stack. Um, but he's a guy you can maybe go get him for maybe not a ton. Maybe you have to pay that late first or early second or something for him. But if you could trade Keenan Allen for a second and a third and you're contending where you're going to turn around, those going to be a late second and a late third. I love that move to try to get it done for a championship this year because he he's looked great. So I, I definitely like your idea there going going out and grabbing some of those guys, um, especially in Dynasty Redraft. You know, obviously a little bit harder. You got to figure out how your team works out uh, in that that sense. But you know, I like the idea. You know, Monty. People were way down on him, and especially after they draft, drafted Gibbs. I love Monty. Now, is he going to be a little more expensive than he would have been three weeks ago? Yes, because you know he has played so well and they get him so many carries. But you might have people that are still kind of out on him, think that this is a little bit of anomaly, and you know he's done it now. But is he going to keep it up all year? Uh, he's definitely a guy I think you could go out and buy. I've got him in a lot of leagues. Um, that he's been an excellent RB one or RB two for me, uh, especially in like deeper fourteen team leagues. Uh, he's been you know, solid goal for me at RB. So I like that, uh, those moves as well. Agreed. You know, changing those little bit of those aging assets that are a little, you know, deteriorating in value, but are still very, very fantasy relevant. Um, those are the ones that are going to put you over the top. Others that you could consider in that position, like a Raheem Mostert, uh, Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, these are all guys that are aging. They're on their end of their, you know, their their, their contracts here, looking for something new. They, these are the guys that you want to get in there that put your team over the top as far as running back go. I like Evans, like you mentioned earlier, Keenan Allen. Uh, Calvin Ridley is another name that's, that's up there as well. Uh, DJ Moore might be a little bit harder to acquire after this week, but he would have been another guy I would be trying to buy at this stage. And then, you know, like your Cooper Cup or your Devontae Adams, um, you may be able to get them as well. Uh, especially if you, you know, you know, dangle like a Garrett Wilson, you know, carrot in front of their, their face, they, they might bite on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in like a 14 team super flex league where I'm in the mix. Like my team is not deep, but I'm off yeah. to... I think I'm off to a nine and one start. I traded my first round pick uh, next year for Matt Stafford and Zach Moss. And they have been phenomenal for me. I mean, Stafford's look like the old Stafford. They're throwing the ball around. And if he can get me to, you know, a championship game and hopefully win it uh, when my only other second quarterback was Baker Mayfield. I, to me, that's worth it. I know this league that I'm in win now mode. I hate to give up the first, uh, but it's, you know, I just got to got to make that move. I just can't sit still. So again, if you can find other owners, say you're the guy that's kind of on the other end of that and you have a Stafford, you have a Mozart, you have a Mike Evans, go reach out to some of those uh, main owners. Go find that guy that just found out that JJ's hurt and going on IR. 
see if you can make a trade to that owner um, because he's going to need help. And he's most likely if he's got JJ, he's been winning. So go and look for those guys and see if you can make a move somewhere in that range. Um, Is I just, now is the time where people are going to start making that decision over the next two to three weeks. Teams are going to decide I'm either in it or I'm absolutely not in it. And this is where you got, and you want to, like you said, you want to be the first guy in trying to make these trades as opposed to waiting until three or four other guys in your league make a trade. And then you're the guy coming in and going, Oh, I need to make a move too. And it's too late. Agreed. hundred percent. Great advice. And you know what? It's something that we, we preach, but we also follow that too. So we're not just telling you to do stuff like these. These are types of moves that we are making and we're actively trying to, to pull off right now uh, in our dynasty leagues. Awesome. That was great. Uh, Wizzy Jefferson jumped in here and said he uh, he fired off the trade, boys. So uh, good luck, man. Nice. I'm hoping it works yep. for you. I hope it, it gets it. Also, uh, uh, Zay Smitty said it's not Dynasty. He has a, It's a 10-man league redraft. He says he's got lucky, lucky with the drafting and some waiver wire moves. So, again, uh, Smitty, it's kind of up to what you want to do here. But, again, I like Puka Mani Mixon just for the depth pieces. I think CD and Bijan have the bigger name recognition, but in a redraft league, at least for this one year, especially with uh, some injuries to JJ and Deontay for you and a Kane and Jay waiting on JT to get back. I might wait a week or two before I start trying to uh, sell these off. Um, Cause you might need this depth over the next couple of weeks with bye weeks and everything else. I'm probably keeping P- uh, Puka, Monty and Mixon personally in, in a 10 team redraft. What do you think? Uh, again, just one more time on uh, that move for Smitty. Yeah, I agreed. Like, like hundred percent there. Like, like you said, with uh, easing those guys back in JT is going to need some time, you know, waiting for uh, uh, a Chan to come back and, and Jefferson. Yeah. You're going to need that depth. Uh, bye weeks are, are coming in strong. I think there's six teams on buys next week. So uh, once we're through next week, I think it'll be a little bit calmer, but I, I would weather that storm. Your team is definitely good enough to get through these next two weeks uh, with, with, with a win or two. Like I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah, and, and uh, Wizzy Jefferson got back on and asked us uh, thoughts on Roshan uh, taking over the backfield. We talked about it a little earlier. I'm a big Roshan guy. I think now's the buy time to get him. I think he's just going to get more work as the season moves along. I like what Kilo, uh, Herbert's done. That injury looked really bad. They're saying it's not as bad as it originally looked, but I would not think that he's coming back real quickly. So I, if you can get Roshan, I think now's the time to grab him. Do it now and talent always prevails and people are saying that Roshan is the more talented back in that backfield. All they needs is that chance to get in there. Um, you know, he has some issues with pass protection, but you know, Foreman's coming back on. So even if Foreman gets a third down role, I see Roshan still being very productive, uh, especially if Fields can, and DJ Moore are continuing what they have done there. That play action is going to be a, a very good weapon for them uh, moving forward. So last couple final thoughts here uh, on the show before we wrap things up. For me, you know, going forward these next couple weeks, it is decision-making time. Are you the contender? Are you the rebuilder? Or are you a hold? I, I have a league where I'm really bad right now. I'm like one and one and four. And I've got people trying to buy CMC off me. And they're like, well, you're bad. Why aren't you trading them? I'm like, but I love my team. My team's super young. They just haven't performed great up to this point. I've lost a lot of close games, but I really like this team. And I think this team is actually going to be really good next year. So if I get 
uh, an offer that blows me away for CMC, maybe I trade him. But I'm also in that point where just because your team's losing now, don't get you know, don't get ahead of yourself and just start shipping everything off because you're like, oh, well, I'm having a bad year and you just feel like you get desperate and you've got to make a million trades. So definitely evaluate your roster. Is your roster losing and is your roster bad, legit bad? Or is your roster losing because you're just not getting good performances? You have guys like Alave that haven't broke out. You guys have guys like Najee who just hasn't had any big games yet. You know, that's a difference between you have a roster with solid pieces that just isn't performing and then looking at your roster and going, oh, man, I'm starting Braxton Berrios every week. It's time to sell everything I have because I've got a full rebuild this year. So, so definitely take stock. You know, these are great questions to send out because I think you know, you jump on the Dynasty Pros channel, you jump on our Discord, any of our uh, X pages, and send us these uh, questions. I think this is the time you want to start talking about it, figuring out where you want to go with guys, uh, you know, who's a possibility, those types of things. Because you sometimes just bouncing that off other guys, you know, helps you kind of settle and get your thought process together. And, and you don't want to do anything too crazy or rash right away uh, just because you're upset your team's not playing well. You agree there, Mike? And Agreed. And and one thing to add to that is like, uh, I, I, I remember when I said like, okay, you want to be the first one in on, on it when you're making those moves, unless we're dealing with like a super elite asset, like a CMC or a Justin Jefferson, if you're willing to move in one of those guys come, you know, in a dynasty league, I'd be weighing a little bit closer to the trade deadline where, you know, you, you, you could probably fetch a really big ransom if you can, you know, create a bidding war between a couple of owners that are, you know, one piece away from that championship. So unless it's an elite asset, I would be the first one in. Um, but then, you know, you're, you're, you're playing with house money at that stage. If you're dealing that elite asset, you're the balls in your cart. There's nothing that is, you know, uh, forcing you to do it. So make the most out of that. All right, time to wrap things up as we're on the hour mark here. Mike, tell everybody where they can find you, all that good stuff uh, on social media and, and kind of what you're doing out there in the fantasy world. Awesome. First off, um, I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Um, you can find me on the X or Twitter at FFCanuck99 and all my written content at DynastyPros.com. Uh, you can also find me on the Dynasty Pros Football Network every week with my boa, Brandon Booth, doing the Dynasty Pros weekend warm-up, catching everyone up with everything you'll need to know headed into the weekend. So we usually post that uh, usually Saturday morning or late Friday afternoon. Um, so look for that on our stream. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great time having me on this show. Thanks for uh, for the invite. Yeah, Mike, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, guys, make sure you go check out everything at DynastyProsFootball.com. Uh, We've got all kinds of written content. You can join us, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got a bunch of different guys putting out great podcasts all week long. We've got you know content Monday through uh, Friday for you. So make sure you go and subscribe and like and comment on those things uh, so you know when all our show's going on. You can always find me here on the stew with JT Brew doing hot, fancy hockey, fantasy football, college betting, NFL betting. I've got all kinds of stuff on the channel. So just make sure you check out uh, all the stuff I've got for you. Also hit me up on the Debbie show every Tuesday and Thursday night. We do our Debbie show for people that are in Debbie leagues. Uh, Tommy uh, is on that one. SC Romero and those guys, just Andy uh, fam, just great group of guys. Check us out every Tuesday night, uh, nine, 
9.15, 9.30 Eastern Time, 8.30 Central Time, and then also on Thursday nights. If you're into IDP, check out my rankings on DLF.com. And also on Fantrax, I have an IDP article every Wednesday on Fantrax HQ. Again, for Mike, joining me. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate all the guests coming in, everybody asking us questions, uh, all that stuff. It's fantastic. Always makes the show uh, that much more enjoyable. Uh, we appreciate it. May all your draft picks hit and the trade never quit. We're out here on the stew. Check it next time. Peace out. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery.